0: Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne.
0: And today our guest is Sarah Foster. She and her sister Erin are the heads of creative at Bumble Biz, among many other hats that they wear. Super creative people, but also just raw and honest and
1: hilarious. So, get ready to laugh a lot. Make sure that there are no children present because we do it's just We got like really kooky and we talk a lot about things that your children should not be present for at all. Well, you
0: know, I think we were very honest. I think we had a really honest, thoughtful conversation. Three married women talking about marriage and all the facets of marriage and boundaries. And boundaries and boobs, boobs, a lot of boobs. A lot of boobs. Um Oh, I envy people who are naturally so funny <laughs> but this conversation is no different um you know Sarah brings so much humor to her motherhood of two beautiful daughters her marriage her career but ultimately I think you will you will listen and just like laugh out loud hopefully and just feel like you had a total coven moment with a bunch of girlfriends and that is the whole point of mom brain so have a listen to Sarah Foster sorry mommy but we need you to introduce yourself oh yes,
2: okay. right. yes hi this is sarah foster i am mother to two daughters valentina and josephine i am an actress a writer a producer and investor and head of creative at bumble uh you can find you can find me (laughs) you can find me at home in a robe no Uh, you can find me on instagram which is just my name sarah foster and twitter which i actually am active on twitter uh sarah m foster awesome excellent
1: uh right boobs so um we were we were laughing because we saw on sarah's instagram that she, which is hilarious so funny, and so much fun that she posted this photo of her husband liking a photo of this woman with like gigantic fake, like obviously very very fake moves, and she's like, alrighty then. <laughs> and so we we're laughing about that because that's very.
2: But it's not even like it was beautiful scenery that you could yeah, go like It was, like, just, oh, it, it, boobs. was a it was close just up boobs. of
0: her boobs, yeah. <laughs> which which <laughs> wait no, wait, here's my question: but like really pull the curtain back for it. Did he know that you were gonna see that he'd like this
2: photo? No, <laughs> because I think. I think this was right when the feature rolled out where you can see Who people likes. you follow like they're like, you can mm-hmm. see that, right? That mm-hmm. wasn't always on Instagram. Right. I think it was like that was like the day the new feature rolled out. I don't know, no, he definitely didn't think that I was your friends
0: it. were sending it to you being like, hey yeah
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. my sister sent it to me. <laughs> oh, thank you. she's like, well, that's this is cool. I mean it's really like But like what is the line Like we talk about it all the time Like is watching porn inappropriate in a marriage Is like I don't know What's the watching line Watching porn alone Or watching porn together Watching porn alone Yeah I, Like I don't you know I'm I, i I'm okay with it I, I don't really want to know about it I don't want to walk in on you doing it Right But I'm not going to put my foot down Like you're not allowed to do that I mean g- guess what They're going to do whatever they want well, anyways Well that's my fear Is
0: if you, have to, if you have to be the one to put the foot down In anything, you're just driving it underground. It's not like it doesn't exist anymore. You're just making it subterranean, which I think makes it way more toxic than being like if that's a real thing and you want to address it by being like, great, let's have more sex or let's, you know, whatever. We'll figure if you if you really can't tolerate the idea of, you know, other people being introduced to your sex life, there are ways around. Maybe there are ways to discuss that in other ways. But I think just being like, well, you can't do it, but I'm not going to change anything that I'm doing. Well, like a porn addiction
2: is one thing, right? That's like there's levels thing. of it, but like I don't know. I guess there's a healthy amount of porn to I, I don't really know.
1: I mean, I think it all depends on what the what the individual is comfortable with. And but you know what's hard, and I always tell my girlfriends like who who are not married or at the beginning of their marriage or dating or whatever. See, she does whatever have it girlfriends. Is. <laughs> I have like seven. <laughs> um, is that you don't want to try to force somebody to want to be with you, to want to live by your standards, you want to pick somebody who is going to have a lot of the same ideas cuz you don't want to be like stressed out of like oh he's texting this girl or he's looking at this or he's going here. That's so stressful. You want to get to a point where like hey, I know you want me I want you. Life is really difficult. So let's just at least have that part all set. And then we can feel ground and we can do it all together.
2: Yeah, that would, that would take years off your life. Years. Living in a relationship years. like that. But the
1: problem is when people get married and they th- either think, oh, he's going to change... It will be different once we're married. It will be different once we have kids. Um, he'll calm down a little bit, or they find things out when they're already married and have kids. And then it's like, well, do we try to change? Do people change? Mm-hmm. Do we try therapy? It gets to be it gets to be complicated because are you just forcing an underground and forcing it into a lying? Well,
0: I think pattern? do you always? I mean, I remember like dating in college. My mom would say things to me we would have whole conversations around male female dynamic period just around like i think i have a very um just you know i think there i think everyone has a balance of masculine and feminine in them i think i have a strong degree of masculinity in terms of just like being happy to, you know, be the leader when I need to be and, and whatever. I think it's cause I'm the oldest of four. Um, but I, you know, I also remember meeting my husband and, and like his masculinity allowing me to be more feminine, but at the same time he is really in touch with his emotional side too, which is part of why we work so well. Cause he like, like, at that, When we met, I was so unin touch with that. I was so difficult to pry into. I was so like that annoying, horrible person who would like sulk until you came to me and asked me what was wrong as opposed to just being like, I really f-ing didn't like it when you said that to me or whatever, you know. Um, and my mom would talk about how you have to, you're the only person you can control. You have to change your behavior if you want someone else's behavior changing. By the way, you can't do it with the intention of changing their behavior because you don't, again, you can't control what their response will be. But it has always stuck with me with this idea of, like, if there's something you don't like that's not working, rather than fixating on someone else or trying to change them or, you know, doing all the things to try to manipulate them to do what you want, try start with yourself first and see what you could be doing differently to get the result that you want. Um so anyway, going back to porn.
2: <laughs> bringing it but it also sounds like you met someone that brought out the best in you, mm-hmm. which is similar to me. I was the way I was because I was in I was in relationships with men who brought out the worst in the me. worst. They made me insecure. They made me question everything. I was with guys. I'd wake up before they woke up to like put makeup on. I mean, like crazy. And then I met Tommy and it wasn't that I necessarily changed. It's just that he really brought out this other side of me because yeah. he didn't trigger me in ways that other men had triggered me. So when people were like, Oh my God, you've changed so much. I'm like, I don't know if I've changed so much. I'm just finally with someone that brings out the better side of me and doesn't trigger all those emotions that
0: bring out the worst in you. Right. I think that's totally fair. And and by the way, I think that's every day, every every day you get older you you uncover those parts of yourself that you kept that were that were just like, you know, behind the other parts because you felt like those had to be front facing. But I I totally agree. If you're if you don't feel like you constantly need to protect yourself or be in this tight shot – When's your birthday? February 5th. February 17th. I really? knew Really? You're an Aquarius. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um but I do, I think I think there's a shell, or like a protective mechanism that you want to have. And, and I think being with the right person allows you to shed a lot of that and allows you to be more authentic to yourself and allows you to feel safe in that. Um, and not want to cage them.
2: Yeah. You don't want to cage right, right. your You're man. Not- when you feel good, you don't want to cage them. I mean, the times that I would say to Tommy... Or even boyfriends before him, like go out, have fun, like have a guys' night. It made them just want to come home earlier. But yes. when I was going, like you better get your ass home yes. by ten o'clock. He's going, like oh really? All right. <laughs> this, these are this is like human nature. This is just in a man's DNA, yes. right? Like they want to resist. In
0: that. all of our DNA. In like, all like, if of anyone ours. tries to control you, you're like, what? I'm not your child. No, <laughs> you know, like I, and and. I also found that when I was having, when I, when I would be like suspicious in relationships or jealous or just a total freak, it was because I was having inappropriate like feelings about other people totally. or thinking about someone else or being overly it's flirtatious. It was my, I, I was I was assuming they were feeling the same way I was feeling, which is so interesting also because it is the more judgmental and controlling and like, the more you try to impose your will on them, the less likely they are to cooperate. But at the same
1: time with all of this, I think it's okay to have certain ground rules in relationships. Totally. And I think that it's okay to, But you're you not know, setting those in a
0: vacuum. You have those for each you, other and you together. You want them
1: to want the same ground rules. Exactly. And and not just, you know, even if they, like, like here's, here's an example. So, when I, when Alec and I first started dating, I was teaching yoga like all the time, like 36 classes. And he would get, uncomfortable when i would adjust because i go and like do like very deep adjustments yep. i would adjust these men and he would be like you know you're literally putting your hands on these guys asses in a very like yoga like hands yeah. fingers spread like very you know this this is what you get TSA say pat down exactly not very, <laughs> like, there's nothing sexual about it at all but um but he basically asked me to not do that and it was one of those things where i'm like OK, I can live with that. That being that being said, I also as he started, you know, when he would do movies and I'm like, you're getting paid to go to work to make out with another woman. Interesting. That's weird. And so he won't do movies anymore or, or jobs anymore where he does that. But it was something that we Is that both why he understood. passed On my
2: pilot last year
0: <laughs> Must
2: have
1: been <laughs> We
2: all him <laughs> a pilot last Pilot season We wrote up letters We oh, were like really? Calling anyone The new We uh, were like ex- Literally my, my sister scene? wrote it For Alec Baldwin oh, really? no, It was like a Fox Half hour um. She literally wrote it For Alec I mean of course Like knowing he probably Wouldn't do a network TV Anymore
1: But we were like Please please There was a kissing scene So he passed No but you can What's so interesting Is you can You can go around that You can be yeah. like Okay well we can just Rewrite that part It's not so much of that, but but I mean, I like some people would be like, Well, it's your husband's job, he's an actor. I'm like, Well, it's your job too, okay? But doing well, how your... would you like your husband going to work, getting paid, and making out with another woman all day, and then coming home, yeah, and then sharing the same, you know, kissing him, having him also, just in terms of cleanliness wise, having him share food with your kids? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, think about it that way.
2: But I, I I appreciate that that he gave you sort of uh, you know, he put a boundary on you and you put it right back on him. Like I love that because a lot of you know we need to do that as women because mm-hmm. it's
1: exactly the same thing. It's only it's only fair and when and you ultimately you want your spouse or your person, you want them to feel comfortable and confident at the end of the day. I don't want to, I never want to make Alec feel bad. Do I make him feel bad sometimes? Absolutely, it's inevitable. He makes me feel bad sometimes. Yeah. That's the nature of a relationship. But I never want him to feel bad. And I, you know, if he tells me, "Hey, you know what? It really bothered me when you did." Da, 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 I'm going to try to look at myself and do it better next time.
0: Maybe I get pissed off. or I'm like, "What are you talking about?" No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but no. But I think honesty is the most. It's the only thing you cannot. There's no substitute for. Like you, you can't have people couching things. You can't have people again also like I don't want a sulker I don't want someone who wishes I would do something differently and doesn't tell me like mm-hmm. I want oh. I would so much rather the open communication there's nothing don't worse. make me guess you know the because um, that
1: feels terrible I mean I know like you, we, it just eats you alive when you're in those relationships and you're like oh my god he went out he did this what do you think happened did he cheat on somebody did he kiss somebody else did whatever did, he text? did... the text or even sometimes this is as bad if they gave the impression to somebody that that was possible mm. and then you have that whole thing of well, like I had how do you oh, feel you about think.
0: flirtation, though? Like, how do you? No, it's not okay. No, no flirtation? No. Not good. This
1: is, this is like, again, life is difficult and you, and I have four kids. You're going to have four kids. You have two kids. You know that's that's hard. You don't need to go other places. Like this is us. We are so much un buen equipo, and we're a good team. We have that written on our wedding rings. Are you that is What it is? Are you? My family lives in Spain. I love it. It's very light. It's I, listen, it <laughs> I respect it. You're like this is my man. This is how it's <laughs> going to be. This
2: is going to be. I mean, I am like quite different. You know, I I, I think I think ultimately you have to. We talk about it all the time. If you have the trust It just It boils down to that At the end of the day Tommy's a professional He retired last year But a professional tennis player Who is on the road our, It was been on the road Our entire relationship With some of the hottest Female tennis players Wearing nothing Like sweating profusely Around him all day Like <laughs> I can't I can't Like be on top of that yeah. No pun intended I mean I have a life too Like if I didn't feel It's You drive yourself it's crazy exhausting. You would drive yourself nuts. You, you just That's just no way to live it, Look I'm gonna be really honest With you Do I think deep down That Tommy Like I am the only woman When he closes his eyes At night I mean is this R-rated Can we say whatever we you can want say whatever you that, want That he He's like off to me all the time like do I think I'm the only woman in the world he's Attracted to no I don't But weirdly I think, I think you probably are I'm definitely not but like but I'm okay With that because I do know I never Worry like I know that he does not Stray because he doesn't want to mess Up what he has yeah I think his Instinct as a male is probably to go
1: Like oh god like that would be fun Like I'm sure he has those thoughts I'm okay with that yeah. I don't think he Acts do on you them. but do you have those Thoughts Do you feel like it's a two way street where women can do that, too? Listen I'm going to be Really honest I'm just Not like that sexual Of a person it's
2: it's Weird I I never Have been I've only been With like six guys my Entire life I've always Had long-term relationships It's emotional more than It's physical. totally more Emotional for me so I Don't like walk into a Room and go oh my god That goes so hot like <laughs> What I would do to him Like I just but like I'm sorry men men have That brain it's just Different See, I think so We, we have
0: somewhere in The sex ed like class That I went to and I Think that most women Growing up I was born 86 like growing up in the 90s went to I was I believed up until I had a real boyfriend that men like just walked around with a boner all the time that they were like that like if you touch them in any and, like I I thought that like every time a guy got a massage that it was some sexual yeah
1: well like, when they are teenagers it is
0: I love it men just walking around with a boner like this is a thing I <laughs> but I was so naive so naive but also I think that we had this weird kind of bifurcation of male versus female sexuality that men are this ticking time bomb they can like a goat could rub their leg and they would think <laughs> that was hot you know and then where women are like you know prim and and if you have sexual thoughts you're you know something you know you know something you're you're not prude um, and i think I don't think they're that different and that's why I said I think you probably are the only woman he's fantasized about because maybe he brings in like other parts of female bodies he's seen <laughs> along the way he like you know throws whatever on you but <laughs> glimpses yeah, <laughs> like, glimpses of <laughs> like, like, like a different ass like I don't know her forearm was so, so, okay. so hot <laughs> yeah, her forearm her backhand our oh shit <laughs> exactly. I really do think they have a similar attachment at least after a long term relationship to um, the mental and emotional connection that they only have with their totally. partner, agreed. That's different. Um. And by the way, guys, women cheat too. Like, mm-hmm. if of course, this is not. I mean, I, I gotta
2: be honest. Like, a lot of people, sort of, not in my circle, but like, I hear about the women yeah, more than the men. I think the men have more of a fear of messing up the home life. Like, when they have a good home life, like, it's hard to want to mess that up. Yeah, men
0: I also are kind of Cheating is again another thing I thought as a kid that proved to be totally ridiculous. Was that I thought cheating was this like lustful like moment of passion, blah blah. blah. And I think for most people, cheating is like I feel deep. Deeply unfulfilled or unappreciated, and I'm or really insecure. And I'm gonna go out and try to find the fulfillment I need elsewhere and i think i think the emotional fulfillment that women do need is the thing that's most easily to miss in, in a bad marriage yeah. and or a bad partnership of any kind and i think that's why it's that's why it is it's just as likely that women will stray as men will but um but i do think i think that um having that sort of parity in a relationship is really interesting and having that, like i want let me put it this way i want my husband to feel wanted by other women like i want him to mm-hmm. feel I think he feels. You think you feel good about yourself. Like I think I want him to feel attractive. I want him to feel uh, dynamic. I want him to feel all these things. So I think it brings out the best in him for himself. But I also want him to, like, obviously, never disrespect me or our family. And I know that he never would. And
1: and then none of the women can ever know that they would think that that would ever happen.
0: Correct. And I, that's exactly right. There, there is that barrier there still because
1: that is disrespect.
0: How do you find your relationships changed from when you were just you dating or just you married to after you had your kids?
2: Oh, wow. I mean, listen, I became a mom and I did like exactly what I never thought I'd do, which is become all about my daughter. You know, I breastfed for two and a half years. Wow! She never slept in a crib. She slept with me every single night. And that's hard in a marriage. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard when your partner is going like, come on, like, let's go away for two nights. And I'm like, are you crazy? I have this baby that needs me. I can't leave her at all. And I think that was hard for him. I think mm. on one hand, like, he was like, I love that she's such a good mom. Like, I didn't have a baby nurse. I, I-, I had really nothing. I was just... I, I was very selfish before I had children. I needed my sleep. Like I didn't, I had no idea what to expect. I was terrified and something just clicked in me that I just, I didn't even know that I had access to those emotions or that, or those feelings. And our relationship suffered from it. It, it, it really did. And we've been together 14 years and I'm glad that we had all the time that we had before our daughter, but it was really it was really hard. I still to this day like my kid sleeping with me. He doesn't, you know, not that he doesn't, but he's very much about like, this is our bed. And I'm like, but no, because when they come in, I, I just and it's such a precious time in their lives. Like, I know. And it's going to go, go by. It will go by. It, it will go, it will go it goes away. by so fast. So We fight about it. I'm not going to lie. Like he's definitely spent many a nights in the guest room. And that's not healthy for a relationship. You know, like when my daughter will wake up, she's like, go oh, to dad sleep downstairs. I'm like, yes, he did. <laughs> You know, and those things come up and it's, it's, it's not easy, but I've completely changed and our, and our relationship has changed and it's gotten deeper and stronger. And I think, um, he sort of, I think when you have children, you look at each other different, like nothing melts me more than seeing him with the kids. Like yeah. I love him in a way that I, I didn't love him before. I, I thought I loved him Isn't so much before, but then when I see him with the kids and being such a stable, good parent, um, it makes me like definitely love him more.
0: I think that vulnerability that you get going through childbirth certainly. Well going through pregnancy, probably getting into it, but also going through childbirth birth in specific, you stop having any of the insecurities or in there's no more barriers between you. Like you've really been laid bare for each other and and yeah, there's nothing nothing better than seeing fathers with their kids and seeing how that bond is different than yours. It's always going to be different than a mother and child's bond, but it's also um, you know, I'll tell you what didn't change
2: though. You know, I had both of my kids vaginally mm-hmm. and he was like down there for both of them. And I mean, i had heard so many about that, friends say to me, like, be careful about that because our sex life has changed. There's just something about when a man sees that, that you're like your vagina is no longer this like sexual organ. It's like this thing that like, birthed a baby that some men I guess understandably they don't know how to sort of separate that and I so I thought about it and I was like well I, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance because I he wanted to be there and I wanted him to be there and I gotta say like nothing has changed nothing has changed no which is great I didn't know
1: Alec and I had that whole conversation about that because I did was you have an so,
0: actual conversation about it I'm
1: 100 I talk about everything yeah. with him so I had this whole idea that it was like, all right, there's church and state. You just keep the, your eyes right here, right here the entire time. So and you then went I into realized, it like
2: that, thinking you don't look down there. Don't
1: look down there. Okay. They, what, they tried to give me a mirror. I was like – Oh, yeah, no,
2: I didn't want to marry that. How about a birth
1: video? No, no, me neither. There's, he takes a video right after the baby comes out, and then he'll start taking a video as they put the baby on my chest for the first time. It's like my favorite possessions ever. So anyway, but then I realized as you're like laying there, especially because I'm quite a small person, I like have my and legs up. I'm very flexible. You know, one, very, I mean, very there's windy. not that much difference between church and state. It's like just a matter of like a foot and a <laughs> half or two feet from me. That's so viewfinder. I'm, thinking, so I'm so in this funny. situation, and I'm like, I didn't think about this but indefinitely he's gonna see it all he's gonna see it all yeah. but what he tells me because even towards the end of pregnancy for anybody who has had kids which I assume all of you guys who are listening are probably right now.
0: not always said, we yeah, have
1: lots of people who are good, like are, oh yes interested yes, true, in motherhood true story true story um <laughs> Yes, people are not not engine <laughs> is that um, you just start looking so differently at towards the end of pregnancy, and then everything it just looks completely different. Like the vagina, the or vagina. just your body, vagina, everything. And then everything it goes right down, back, that. which And then crazy. it goes right back, which is crazy, which is completely <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and got certainly new, after he's, the lightsaber he's brand treatment, new, it he's does. Brand new with <laughs> us. You're not used to these, like. But it's wild but how it yeah. goes right back from what it looks no, like it to back, then what. But that it, was what he said. He yeah. says it's just like a completely different. body yeah he says and he does get like a little freaked out towards the end of the pregnancy
0: it's weird i just i just always had the presumption that like he would do what he wanted to do i didn't wait i like never even dawned on me to have a conversation of you didn't think about it no was he down there did you have he he holds my legs to be honest with you i'm never thinking about where his eyes are i'm just like what the is happening in my body right now um but i i'm sure he's looked i mean I, i but i don't think that that's I mean, his, hes down there. I'm sure. Whatever else are you going to look? And he's been the one to pull the babies out. So I oh, think. Oh wow. So yeah, yeah, so he has seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's really destructive but they, to what
1: me. What not. Alex said is, it just looks so. I mean, I haven't seen it because <laughs> I won't look at the mirror. But he says it
0: just looks like a completely different. National Geographic. Different, exactly. completely well, you guys, completely your different vagina body. grows like that. I mean, I mean, it's how just is that crazy. even possible? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't it's notice. just that's,
1: and I, you know what? If I ever have any more kids, I still won't know.
0: But no, I do. But look, that's part of it, too, is like we talked extensively with some people who uh, who were you know Gratefully very open about Because I think it's A really important Critical part of Happy parenting Is having Is feeling supported And uh, and if you're in a marriage Or you're in a relationship Part of feeling supported Is having good Physical intimacy And people feel like Their sex life Is the first thing to go Like I have friends Who literally don't have sex For years after having <gasps> And a they kid. stay together And they
2: stay together And, and I think Do that, we think a man Can go years without I having I don't I, think, I think so I gotta tell you And I struggle with this With my girlfriends <clears> Like my girlfriends Will say to me we haven't slept together in like six months. And I wonder what I want to say is like, you know, honey, y- your husband is probably fucking someone else. I'm sorry to tell you. Like, it's a it's, yes. OK, sometimes they're not. I don't think a man can go a year without having sex. Can they? I, I don't know. I, I, I mean,
1: I, I don't know. Maybe they can. I are all these incels be now that
0: that. Yeah. whole involuntary celibate situation. Wait, yeah. there's what?
1: Incels. So involuntary celibates where they believe. Tell me if I'm right. They believe that women are becoming so independent that they are making men celibate. They're making them celibate. They can't basically get laid because women are like now like, you know, super feminist. We should have the same rights as men and this whole thing. So Mal now they're always find and they're getting like, life. exactly. It's always I mean, women's fault, right? Um, <laughs> we, th- so now they're getting all this plastic surgery to try to make themselves more handsome. That's what I Oh, was I hadn't heard me. about this yeah. latest the thing. Something like that. They're trying to like they're putting in like all these like implants. See, I I,
0: like I I I don't know that much about it. I just had, I literally read an article about it, but it was it was it was sad actually. It was sad about this idea that there were people who that had No physical interaction with anyone had I mean there was this whole like cuddling phenomenon of professional cuddlers just to have like a human touch basically that feels not romantic but affectionate which is different than massage you know I don't think I'd want to cuddle with someone (laughs) a stranger (laughs) I know no I understand but there but the point is physical intimacy for humans is paramount you you have to have it and so anyway I think it's really important to talk about sexuality in a marriage and intimacy in a marriage because you are your body does change and you feel differently about yourself as a result of seeing your body go through those changes and certainly like it's you're really hormonal after giving birth some people are really uncomfortable still after giving birth like it's understandable that you would not necessarily be the like sex fiend that you may have one time been well that's why I got a boob job Okay, so to, oh to, to yes, go job. back Okay, back yeah, everything about the boob job. Did,
1: wait, did you get it done after having
2: kids? Yeah, I got it done. Are you done after, done after having both children? of them? Well, no, I did it after my first okay. because could you breastfeed with them? So my first, <laughs> so many questions. my I know. So my first, um, I had so much milk, I can't even tell. I breastfed her for two and a half years, which. I had very small boobs to begin with. And so after breastfeeding on demand for two and a half years, they were like empty sockets. I mean, it was like it wasn't even I've never even cared about boobs. If I did, I would have gotten a boob job when I was like 18 or 19 when I was like become like trying to act and like all I would have done it then if I but it boobs were never even on my radar. I just never had any and I was fine with it. But there's a difference between being flat and then being like down like saggy skin. Like it was brutal. So Tommy was like, I really don't want you to do it. He's like, why do you want to do it? Like, I don't want you to do it. So why would you do it? I'm like, well, because I feel like inhibited. Like I feel un- no. I feel inhibited. In- inhib- inhibited. Yeah. Yeah. During like sex. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't like I want to wear a T-shirt. Like it just uh, I, I keep my bra on. Yeah. I'm like, I don't feel free. And like, I think part of sex, part of what makes sex good is free, being free.
0: Right when you're like, I think that's why I think sex is actually so much better after child because childbirth because you don't care because you're, you're, like, you're, you're just like you're having a great whatever. time you're like so uh, the op- the way I was in college being like whatever. Like yeah, just it. like let one leg goes here. The other, like, that's like what. No, no, I was in. I was inhibited in college. I was like, I wanted the laundry, I wanted the right, thing. the lighting, I, I don't to know, the be paraphernalia. A the you, lighting. you sleep with your makeup on. I, no, I didn't. Well,
1: actually, I did. You would sleep with your makeup on. <laughs> get up and go brush your teeth and reapply before he wakes up. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Full want. Miss say, style. I am the one person in the world who never has morning breath. <laughs> <laughs> so critical. Any ex boyfriends who are listening to this now, you know <laughs> now my
0: you secret. (laughs) But no totally it is You want to you need to be able to feel That way about yourself yeah and I just
2: I wasn't enjoying sex because all I was thinking about was like oh god Mike it's like I'm embarrassed And he's like you know When you're together with someone for so long I I Love that he was like well if you do it like I Won't even get you an Advil like he was pissed (gasps) Because I think for a man it triggers Something in them they're like I'm confused If I don't care Who are you doing this for and I'm like Uh, nobody for myself Myself. I'm doing it for myself and he was really pissed about it but the truth is I I kind of regret it a I regret it because I loved breastfeeding and it was harder with my second but I'll tell you why because um I did it through the nipple which I I don't recommend doing that. The doctor I went to, that's how he does it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I swear to God, like, A, I'm not nearly as sensitive anymore. Like, it's almost like desensitized, which that's awful. Awful. Like having... Robbing the best Awful. <laughs> robbing. Exactly. <laughs> and um, so, I, like, I don't know. Okay. I'm actually not that happy I did it. Well, they look great. Thanks. They do look great. Well, no, but I, you know what I would have done, which people do now, is... Um, which it that was, this wasn't around five years ago, but like a fat, they put your own fat yes. into your boobs, which is just makes a little bit more natural, but that I I didn't even know about but that. But then does want your body metabolize good. that? No. Like, does
1: it make it go away? Well, maybe
2: some people, I don't know. I've known, a, I've a couple girls I know I've done it and it looks amazing. That's- it just looks so, like, I look like I have implants if you
0: see me naked. Just like fuller. I, but I want, I, yeah, I, the fat transfer is really interesting to me. I will have enough of it. But you have <laughs> to
2: take it from somewhere, which then, which I don't know. I guess that's like, like a like, positive.
1: <laughs> but then at the same time, like you also get used to having a certain figure once you start breastfeeding, like you get used to having fuller breasts and then all of a sudden they go away and there's yeah. like a really weird, like where, which is my real. And then you go back to a real self. Not really. It's like even different than before. Yeah. So, it but then you just, you know, it's.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't, I think, I feel like you're left, what you're left with after the fact is not what you had before. It's a worse version. And
1: then you have the perspective and the comfort of, like, this becomes, when you're breastfeeding, I mean, if you do for as long as, you know, we have, is, you know, they, you just become, it's your new body. That's what you Here's the thing,
2: though. Like, guys, when we become moms, like, it just changes. And, and, like, I'm okay with that. Like, guess what? My stomach will never be the same. It just will never be the same. Like, I work out, like, heavily. I lift weights. I do so many sit-ups. And, like, you know, it looks pretty good. But the skin quality will never change. When you, like, bend forward and it goes, like, the creping, right? Yes. And, like, I know women that go and do, like, tummy tucks or whatever. Which, like, no. I'm no judgment. Like, do whatever you want. But, like, I'd rather have loose skin than, like, a scar from hip to hip. Like, you can't, like, I don't need. Like, for what? Like, I just. It's just. It's just never going to be like it was before, and
0: I, I have these babies, and like I'm fine with it. I, that's the and going back to the start of our conversation about the the perception that you are supposed to never age, that you're supposed to be this animatronic like superhuman that yeah. never has a wrinkle and never has changed in skin quality. And yeah, it's look even if you didn't have a kid, your your body evolves. Like you're you're just it's what yeah. happens with gravity. It's what happens with nature. You eat differently. You I yeah. mean all of it. I don't know. I think.
2: I, do, I look better in my 30s, though, than in my 20s, in my opinion. When I look back in, in my 20s, I smoked, I would drink, I clubbed all the time, I ate, like, McDonald's.
0: Or aren't and in you my glad 30s, you did all
2: those things, too? Yeah. My twenties were really fun.
0: <laughs> I see. I think about that too. It's like I, I all the things that you need to do to be just a kid when you're a kid, so that when you're an adult, you're not the person being like, "I wish I was at Coachella at You know what oh I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Oh my god! Um, when you're at home nursing, Coachella and- is
2: like being at a nightclub when all the lights go on. Oh god! Like literally, like do you know that feeling like, yeah. when you're at the That's nightclub true. and the lights go on? You're like, oh! Like, Coachella is <laughs> night blooming it's, mushrooms. It's like the lights are like, on at the club. They're okay
0: in the fluorescent, <laughs> like dark lighting, and then you turn the white light on, and they're like these fungus, <sighs> like horrible things. <laughs> um yeah, that's terrifying. Okay, so let's talk about career a little bit because I feel like you have had such a a wonderful ride and like such an interesting trajectory and yeah. you said you started as an actress and that was sort of the beginning and now obviously with Bumble Biz I feel like you and and your sister have had such a different um a different last couple of years in terms of not just content creation but also just content creation around a very specific thing which is women coming together and mm-hmm. that friendship element which i think is something uh, you know as someone who loves your instagram channels and your interaction with each other it feels like it's um it's a whole different side of how to support one another and how to have those female dynamics and female relationships come full s- front front and center in a business capacity yeah. so what's that been like
2: I mean you know so I started out I'm not gonna go through the whole thing and bore you guys with it but in my 20s I was really just like an actress for hire right and it was good and I was I was on a television show for like four and a half years and it was good and I was happy to have the job and Um, but like I had no control, right? I would go to auditions and then I would just like, wait, and uh, you know, did I get it? Did I not? Like, I wasn't really living, I I don't want to say I wasn't living my full truth, but I knew I wasn't living up to my potential. I just, I just knew it and I was happy, but there was just something, um, missing for me. And then, um, around my 30th birthday, my sister was like, you know what? My sister was also an actress, but she was, had started writing and, she was writing um for Ryan Murphy on one of his shows and she was like i have this idea for a show i really think like fuck this like let's write our own show and i was like okay okay like you know so she was like we need to take control like we need and if no one buys it that's fine but let's hunker down let's 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 just do it right and this was sort of before the television bubble was like had burst right like this was ugh, when did we create barely famous I guess five years ago, um, and we came up with this idea and really put everything else on the back burner. Like no more auditioning. She stopped writing on the TV show she was on. We really like put our eggs in this basket, and we sold the show that we wrote, produced, starred in, cast, did locations. I gave up a but I gave up the location budget for um, the house for better writers. The network wouldn't give us the writers we wanted. And I was like, we have to have these writers. Okay, fine, we can shoot in my house and we'll put that budget towards those writers. We didn't know actually what we were freaking doing. Um, It was like guerrilla filmmaking. And we created this show that all of a sudden people really responded to and really loved. And it put us in this total other category, right? That felt so nice and um in control in control and we also discovered cuz we never worked together we also discovered that together we were so much stronger and so we did two seasons of this show and you know, you don't get much respect as an actress. Like, mm-hmm. unless you're someone successful, if you're just sort of someone that's just coasting along, like, no one no one cares. Like, you go to these industry events, and people ignore you, and they don't talk to you. It's all about, like, unless you have a hit or something interesting, like, you're just invisible. And all of a sudden, with this show, we start people started taking us seriously as show creators and executives and producers. And, you know, when Bumble came along they had just hired us to come speak on a panel. They sort of pulled like a bunch of their users and a bunch of the users said, we'd love to meet the fosters. And we came and we spoke at the Bumble Hive in New York City and spoke for, like two hours to their users. And there was just a real synergy between us and the users because Aaron and I are, we're real people. We're relatable. We're very honest about our insecurities and our struggles and we're sort of have our whole show was about pulling the curtain back right and that's how we live our lives like we're very honest so anyways long story short um Whitney the founder was like our users love you I now love you I love our, her so much she's so amazing much. She's you so got cool. do you know she's not even 30 yet I, that's a whole is, it's other conversation unfathomable to me. that she's not I even can't 30 think about it. It. she's like Just, 28
0: years old it's crazy yeah she's <laughs>
2: such a baller But she feels wise,
0: like very wise. wise. And
2: we landed on being heads of creative for the company. And, you know, like in layman's terms, it's kind of like – curating the vibe of the company and they were launching Bumble Biz, which was another arm of Bumble Date. And they wanted us to sort of be at the forefront of it. And listen, we had no experience in tech. (laughs) We had no experience at all. We were just like actress, show creator, writers, but we had She really jived with our ideas, and we knew we could move the needle for them. We just knew. We knew we had access to like other women that were good for Bumble, and and it just sort of it it worked. And when we started Bumble, I think was at like 15 million active users. Now, two years later, like 65 million active users in 150 countries. Not because of us. I'm not saying it's because of us. But a lot's happened in two years, and now there's Bumble BFF, which is. You know, it used to be so you you wouldn't say, "Oh, yeah, I met him on Bumble, or I met her on Bumble. Like, you know, like my husband or my girlfriend or my boyfriend. And now it just it sort of like rolls off your tongue. You're like, oh yeah, we met online. Like that's just that's just how people meet right. now. And I think we're heading there for friendship as well. Because if you think about it, not everybody is as blessed as us to have our circle of girlfriends that we grew up with or that we would ever. Some people, it's harder to make friends. And I don't know about you guys, but my girlfriends are my lifeline. I mean, I I am, they they are something for me that I can't even explain. I mean, yes, my, my marriage is important and the most important, but my girlfriends, without them, I'm like uh, under, I'm like a shell of a human you know i mean it's it's so important and um so there's now bumble biz bumble date and bumble bff and What's, bumble biz is for business connections. So is bumble biz is business connections it's so like kind of like like, LinkedIn. like a linkedin for women um now you can search the field the particular field you're you're interested in that wasn't an option at first and um it's working. I mean, I, people are are finding jobs here. They're finding internships. They're creating friendships that that then turn into starting a company together. And and we're also motivated. We're motivated in a different way. Like being an entrepreneur is more accessible now. Like I know for me like going to all these tech conferences through Bumble it's given me the the confidence to want to go and start my own thing, which I never would have had before. I would have never had that confidence. I would have been like, "Well, why should I do that? Or I can't do that. I have so no experience." And I, everything is about confidence, though. I mean, there's no reason why I can't go start something right now, and you and you and you. It's like, but we, it. I think the lack of confidence holds us back, and. So it's interesting at it being in this new sort of lane and you can now do it all, right? It used to be like, you ha- if you were a movie actress, you'd be a movie actress. If you went and did TV, your career's over, right? If you did a commercial, you were really done. Or if you're now, you're like, if you're not writing a book, doing a podcast, uh, do- teaching seminars, like you're not working, you're not doing anything and you're not judged for it anymore. You're celebrated. And it's a really exciting time, not just for women, but men too, for all of us, like, I think we're talking so much about women and and whatever, but we don't have to we don't have to shit on men to feel the power that we need to feel. I think there's a, there's a lot of man hating mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. and and that's certainly not what Bumble stands for. Bumble is inclusive to everybody. We're just giving women a platform that um hasn't really existed before. But we love men at Bumble. <laughs> and something I've also talked about you guys is you know in in my years um working, my most horrible experiences have been with women. They haven't been with men. Women have made me feel more shitty about myself by far, like far over men. And I don't know if it's because, I mean, I know for me that if a man says something terrible to me, I'm kind of like, oh, fuck him. Like, whatever. If a woman says something ter- terrible to me, it deeply affects because me.
1: Because you're like, we're the sisterhood. Like, what's it wrong with you? It
2: deeply affects me in a way that that it doesn't when, when a man doesn't, I think we have to be really, really hypersensitive about that because we are so powerful with each other. And, and I don't, know. I mean, listen, I'm guilty of it too. Like I'll, I'll sometimes have a thought, right? I'll see a girl on Instagram or something and I'll have a thought and I'll be like, Oh, she's so annoying. Like, what is she even like, what does she even do or whatever? It'll just be like a thought. And I'll go like, oh my god like what is wrong with me i'm just hating on her because she's promoting her book and you know what deep down i probably want to write a book but i'm too scared to write a book so instead of being like oh it's so great that she's writing a book i go like oh she's such a loser
1: like like what does that yeah. even mean like that's so the crazy. very small part in ourselves starts to judge other people i mean you probably get yeah. it in, in instagram comments too sometimes people write these things to me and i'm like What's wrong with you? Yeah, so you be like, oh, you know, you just want this, or you just say, and I'm like, you know, I at one point, this woman. I was I, I think we had recorded Mom Brain for like a really long day and then I was running to go to the next thing and I was like, I just need a minute. It was like a really 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 stressful day. I think Alec and I were like arguing over something and I was like I'm going to literally just like do my like, little exercise or whatever that legitimately makes me feel better. I don't know, maybe it doesn't yeah. make everybody feel but it makes me feel better. And I decided to put my phone down and then I wrote like, this is called I just need a minute or something like that I means yeah. I'm like stupid, like whatever. I come up with, It's not well thought out what I write on Instagram yeah. I just write in the moment. And this woman writes like yeah you and your you know 600 and whatever thousand followers or whatever whatever it was at the time and and I looked and I saw that and I'm like you know people write me mean things like all the time but I looked at that and it said like yogi yogi uh, Her profile. Doula, like lover feminist all these things and I was like excuse no it's crazy excuse me I mean and it's one of those things of like maybe I did need a minute why is everybody why are women always right because she's probably
2: looking at you going like well I do yoga why don't I where's my following or where why does my down dog not look like that or I don't freaking know like women are just haters not all of them but like there's just something that I I really don't know but you know what it's interesting whenever I click on someone to like someone will say something awful to me I'll click on it be like a loving mother to alex and natasha i'm like you're a mother like <laughs> and you're how really do you to- say
0: how are you this evil i don't understand it makes me it actually i because i will have that experience of course and my thought is like i just feel bad for you because i feel like you clearly don't have someone who makes you feel loved and supportive you clearly aren't doing what you want in your life like you're like you wouldn't have this kind of vitriol for me if you you were if you felt good like that's just that's not how it works like um and I and I think it's interesting the female dynamic I think I want to think it's because we put so much pressure on ourselves to be so amazing at everything that um seeing other women seem to have it all or like excel in certain areas makes us feel threatened um and I try to put my like male cap on in that when I can in that way of just like this is it's not my job to be perfect at everything. It's not my and it, by the way, it's not my time to do this right now. Or if I want that, there are ways that I can work to try to have that. But also go
2: back to what you were saying about it. it's not a no sum game. There is room for everybody. Right? Yeah. They, you, people don't have to hate on you two cuz you have a successful podcast. Go start a podcast. You can have a successful podcast, too. Like, just work at it. I mean, I actually, you know, that's got to be really hard having a successful podcast. But, like, there's no reason why you shouldn't. It's just not a no-sum game. There is really room for everybody.
1: You know what it is? It's trying to, it's looking at your own humanity and what makes you tick and then realizing that, we're so similar. We're all so much more similar than we are different and then relating that to other people. And I think that's one of the reasons that Mom Brain has done so well is we just talk about like issues that, that we all like well, that
0: you wish your girlfriends that, if you exactly. don't already talk about it with your girlfriends that you wish, that you, you, would. wish you
1: would also we do
2: also to people also want to take down people on social media that give the illusion that like life is so perfect yeah. it's like shut up no it's not i don't want to follow you if no. that's what your social media I, is I, well i'll follow you if you're very quickly. like like you know what i mean like I, i'm not saying you know give us like the gory details but like portraying your life is like so perfect it is kind of
0: I don't know. Like, this just doesn't feel authentic. Wait, um, before we let you go, which apparently we have to do at some point, which oh, I don't no. want to do at all. I feel like we didn't even cover anything. I don't. Anything. <laughs> That's the <laughs> crazy there's, like, there's part so about these two. Ta- oh. I know, there's so much. We have to have like continuation. We talked about porn. But we talked about I, <laughs> we, got, we got to like the juice. So I want to talk about sisterhood really fast because mm-hmm. I, I'm the oldest of four. I have two sisters and a brother. Um, And, and you and have you're two have little your girls. You're girl, so going to have in three girls and a boy. Oh, my God. I just, I think. We've, you know, women, women can be each other's biggest detractors and and pain points, but they can also be each other's biggest advocates and, and assets. And just like, like, I think the reason I have really amazing girlfriends is because I have an amazing relationships with my sisters and that like that first relationship really formed that. How do you, how are you going to foster that for your children? And how did you foster it with your sister that you think is something that women can take out and like make part of their friendships?
2: Well, I lost, I missed out on a lot of years that I wish I could take back because the truth is growing up, I really like wanted to be an only child. It's actually a huge bummer that I, I was the oldest. I had two younger sisters and I just, it's weird. I just, I, I didn't, appreciate these built-in best friends early on enough. Aaron and I really didn't get close until later in life. What's your age difference with your sister? Two years, me and Aaron and two years, uh, me and Jordan. Jordan's a stylist. She lives in New York. Jordan's sort of always lived away. She went to boarding school when she was 14. I think she was like, I just have to get away from this crazy family. You know, we had an interesting childhood. You know, my parents got divorced when I was five. My dad, like, right away moved on with somebody else who had children, and you sort of find yourself looking at your parent raising other people's children, which is You know, and it's something I saw on your Instagram, which really made me happy is how you, you seem like you have a really nice relationship with your stepdaughter. Best relationship. And that is amazing because that's not easy for a woman to, it's like, I think it's natural for a woman to sort of like want her own family Mm -hmm. in some sort of way. And I definitely grew up not close with my stepmom because it was very clear she wanted like her and my dad and her children to be this unit. Right. And it's so terrible because a step parent can really be such a fantastic addition to your life. And it's... um, And then can also be the other way. And it can be the other way. And and I think that's so nice. Like, this is not your daughter. This is someone that came into your life as, like, a fully formed adult. And I think that's so amazing and that you you seem like you really treat her the same as you would treat your other children. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing.
1: When I went into my relationship with Alec, I have such a respect of the relationship between parent and child. And so I said to him before meeting her, I met her, I don't know, a handful of months into our relationship, and I said if she's not okay with us, I'm not staying. That's And amazing. it was not just for respect out of them, but it was also I'm 27 years old and I'm not taking right. on all this evil stepmother drama that I hear from some from some people. I'm not cut out for that. And fortunately, Ireland like I wasn't the next Girlfriend after they got divorced, yes. and Alec and Kim had been in a good place at that with point. Their demise. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. like there, w- there was so much space. So I think that I had, a you know, timing definitely had a lot going on for us. But I also was just respectful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm, right. I'm you not didn't come, here come in going, let me tell you how it's gonna go, exactly. and like which I think, unfortunately, I, a lot of women come. I, in with I, that I was coming which is into disgusting. their family. Yeah. I was coming into their family, so right. I was the new person. Yeah, and that was something that. I had to respect. Now, of course, I belong. I belong just now as much as everybody else, but I really found my footing. And even to this part, you know, when she doesn't want to you know say things to our parents she says that to me and I never you know egg meddle or get in the way and I always have respect for Kim that she is the mother yeah I don't if if I Alec and I got divorced I wouldn't want money, some woman to come in and try to parent my kids right. as yeah. if she was number one right yeah you know what I mean so I'm not going to do that the same yeah. and Car- Ireland and and uh, Kim have an amazing relationship yeah. like why am I going to go in and mess with it that's amazing you guys should do like a whole episode talking about just like the step parent
2: because it honestly it's there it's happening more and more now parents are getting divorced younger and meeting other people and it's such like it's 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 something that needs to be talked about more because I it it really affected who I became anyways so my sisters and I we were sort of in it together on this journey of dysfunction really and 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 we always say like a sibling is so nice because you can deal with like your crazy parents not alone yeah (laughs) you know and it's it's like these built-in best friends and to this day I I don't I, there's nobody else I want to win more than my sisters. granted like they drive me crazy they push all my buttons we'll get into a fight and I and it's really about like some bullshit I did when I was 15 that they haven't let go Isn't that I mean, funny? It's a, check in. it's a constant check-in it's a constant check-in you know they always felt like I was favored more here and i was gaka gray like, you know like, there's there's stuff there's stuff there's baggage like we go to therapy with our husbands like we should go to therapy with like our th- our sisters and our brothers cuz it's such an important relationship but my relationship with aaron really changed when i had my daughter because aaron is and jordan she just lives away is the best aunt in the world like i couldn't i couldn't raise my children in in a city that she was not or my mom like they are like it takes a village and I would not. I'd be. I'd be a complete insane person. Without- are you scared about
0: when she has kids? I'm scared. I'm scared. My daughter I, is. My <gasps> sisters are the best. they, they love. My kids like they're, they're like, mm-hmm. I, they true. And I never had that aunt experience because my, yeah. my parents had us almost every five years. So my siblings are much younger and not married yet and don't have kids and all this stuff. So I, I, part of me can't wait to meet their children because I can't wait to love them like an aunt without the responsibility of a parent. But your parents but had kids over 20 years. My, my youngest brother's 13 years younger <gasps> than I am. Same mom and dad. Same mom and dad. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, But I want to talk to you after this is over because my kids are five years apart and I'm so
2: interested in that. Well,
0: we had similar drama, similar. I don't know if it's just Aquarius, older child, but Uh or just older child, period. But I similarly was like, I don't need you. Like, why are you here ruining my like perfect only child life? Mm-hmm. And then we only became close as we got older and had more to relate on because we there was such a huge age gap. But um, and I I probably was not the easiest older sister. And the either. parents are
2: harder on the firstborn, in my they opinion. They are they're like vicious. The stuff. young one, they're like, oh, it's fine. Like everything is was... like an excuse for the young one. I'm like, wait,
1: I'm sorry. When did we like decide that the young one is just but like, the older you know, one gets to go no. off and like do fun
0: stuff? Like my my. I mean, I, not my, really, because everything really? is. Contr- no, I feel like I had the spyglass on me all the time. No, the first one, like the older one's like the guinea pig. Yeah. The second
2: one, like I'm sure, Neville, like well, you know, I've said to my daughter, like you are not getting a phone, you're not getting any of those yeah. things. So you're 14. Blah blah blah. She's five sh- now. She's eight. Eight. Oh, she's. But eight. and the other one's three. Okay.
0: But I'm sure the three year old will get it at 12. Like you know, yeah, like, know. you're always sort of harder they beat on you the down. But um, but I do think that the the five year age up is interesting. No, but I worry about when my siblings have kids that they're not going to be able to love my kids the way that they do. Oh, anymore. they will! No,
1: no, no, they will. They will. My no, I hope but so. I think no, it changes. No, my brother, my brother has my nephew. And I love my nephew as much as I love my children, and he Aww. loves my children as much as like every single day. He's texting me, sending me more pictures because he wants to see like the non Instagram pictures. Yeah, he's like, but I inevitably have my you don't spend as much accent.
2: time anymore. Like right now, Aaron's picking up my daughter from school. Oh, like if she had her nice. own child, like she probably wouldn't be able to do that. Like I think it does change. I don't think the love changes, mm-hmm. but the time. My eight year old's really freaked out about it. My eight year old keeps saying like, "I mom, I just I don't want Aaron to have kids. I don't want Aaron <laughs> to have kids. Like because they're, they're they're so that close. close. yeah and my mom too I mean it's you guys how could we do this without help I look at people that don't have I mean it's such a luxury to be able to have like a nanny like this is such a foreign concept anywhere in the world other than like where we live right like this is not how our parents this is not how I grew up and it's such a luxury to not only have like that but then to have your family I mean uh, when I like Sundays, I go mentally insane because I'm alone with the kids. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is this is the real world. Like, you know, I'm so used to having help
1: around that I, it's Whereas, like when it's there all the time and doesn't go away, it's it's. Yeah, it's but it makes such it so much luxury, more fun though. to get to
0: do it with other adults, to oh, get to, yeah, w- especially absolutely. when they're it diffu- your sisters diffuses, and your mother. It, diffuses along
1: with it. the situation a little bit. We ask people on our podcast what their favorite thing is. Like, what's the product be, like, or the your thing you're telling your girlfriends about? moisturizer, your favorite baby thing, your favorite thing for your eight year old, your favorite pair of pants. So you're like, it could literally Oh be a, my gosh. I know. <laughs> That's Why? a really like.
2: It doesn't A have to be question. your favorite. It's
1: just something you like.
2: Oh god. Okay. I well, there's this new uh, like moisturizer. Everybody, this Augustine Badair. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? Yes. It's like super expensive. I haven't.
0: They sent they it. sent it to me. They I, sent
2: it to me too, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, I really like this. And then I googled. It's like two hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, uh, so I'm supposed to just like buy this every month now? They get, they get you hooked, they and hook then you, you. become. Because I, I really do notice like the lines around my mouth. I feel like they're sort of fading from, but. I, I also wear sunscreen like a psycho. I good. wear sunscreen every day
1: since I'm like What's your 20. favorite sunscreen? I love now Supergoop. Mm-hmm. The Super Goop, the mineral. really like that. That's the, a good favorite thing. The mineral. Supergoop is it's so good. That little, it's like um, the oil
2: one yes. too, right? Yeah, Supergoop no, is so good. And they also make this like BB cream, mm-hmm. which I put on my legs. Like okay, when I'm sun tanning. What is BB cream? Well, I think it's, it's not a foundation, it but has, like, it's I, like silicone. A I, I think it's like makeup in a thing. So like I'm very white and I have crazy veins. Like, so I do not, unless I have a spray tan, you are not seeing my legs. So when I go <laughs> on vacation, like, you know how your spray tan wears off? I just, so I just, it's just like. I just don't do it anymore Because yes. it's, it's like blotchy Yeah. So Supergoot makes this BB cream That I literally put on my legs It's like makeup But it's this not makeup dream. This is so exciting And it covers your veins It just makes you look so much more even wow. And Perfect. then you go in the pool And it's BB still kind cream. of there It's wild okay. I just did it in Hawaii I tested it oh, out Those are good favorite things <laughs> and, now it's my, and now it's my Favorite thing Favorite thing
1: <laughs> Well thank you so
0: much I know this was so fun
1: Guys thank you for having me <laughs> This is a best. All right guys, that was Sarah. Um, you know, I one thing I really love so much about her is that as she talks about she's like bearing it all. She's super super open. And I think now there's a lot of people who say that they're super open but they're not really. And she is really super I totally open. Agree. Totally authentic stunning, has all of the things that, you know, as we talk about in the podcast, you know, that women are very, uh, can be so you know, judgmental. And she is, she walks in here and she's beautiful and she disarming, has, yes, and but sweet. exactly. She just comes in and she's all about bringing people up and lifting up. And then, And I think that we need as women to have more of that, have more
0: of that energy where like,
1: Hey, we're on the same side. We don't need to be so competitive anymore.
0: You know what else I think also is is um, what I really appreciate about her perspective around motherhood is it hasn't turned off her sense of, like, femininity and sexiness and all that. If anything, it's turned it on. I feel like it really – she brings so – like you said, she really lifts people up. She really wants women to feel good about themselves and feel like they have a great community um, uh, supporting them. And I think that she lives that. And it was really – It was really just fun.
1: And you know what (laughs) I'm finding as I, you know, as I get older, what I'm finding is that, you know, that competitive nature that I think all of us have it for through our insecurities, by the way, Mm People want to be around people who make them feel good about themselves. Like one of the reasons that I like you so much is I never feel competitive about you. It's no, like I, you just I want no, but like you know what I mean. Like you, you just make people feel good about themselves, so they want to be in that presence. Like these people that they walk in and they're like these like super you know intimidating people. Like I really don't want to hang out with them that much because they scare me. Right.
0: You know, and I don't want to feel bad about myself. I exactly. don't Exactly. So out like with you. the
1: more I think the more that we're people who are just like really kind and open and stuff like that we're going to have more friends and we're going to be like the coolest people out there. <laughs> I agree. Take over the world. Now it's time for our favorite things.
0: now it's time for our favorite things. Um, I'm going to talk about Summer is Upon Us, which means kids out of school, which means you need to find things to do with them with more hours of the day. So I'm going to talk about um, some toys that I love. And they're at varying degrees of expense. So um, I'll do two. So uh, the first is, and I look, I get that this is not a universal positive. This is definitely not the most eco-friendly toy. But... When I tell you this has provided literal hours of entertainment for my children, and I think you'll like it, um, it's bunch of balloons, instant water balloons. (laughs) So you, you literally, they come in three packs of 100. You literally screw it onto the nozzle of a hose. It auto fills up, I think, 50 or 100 balloons all at once that are then ready for fighting with and playing and lobbying into the pool and whatever else we're doing. The only downside to this product for me is having to pick up the burst balloons after the fact, because I refuse to leave them obviously anywhere anyone could choke on them. But, um, but I will tell you the amount of fun and like the requests I get for these things. My kids are completely obsessed with them and they come in every different color and I get them on Amazon and I always have a pack like in the top cupboard of my closet just for emergency situations when the kids really need to just get outside and run around and be a little bit crazy. Um, and the second thing that's a little bit more pricey, but we've had our set for literally four years now. I mean, we got it We got it when Philomena was born, I think, or maybe for her first birthday. and we keep just adding to the sets because the kids love them so much are these magnetiles. And they're magnetic, um like uh, not blocks, really, but they
1: come in different
0: colors in and different shapes. Colors, we have the weird ones, colorful <laughs> ones, pastel ones, whatever. But they're magnetized, so they you can like stack them. Build my my kids will build these houses, crazy cities, yeah. mm-hmm. rocket launchers, you know, um, or rocket launch pads. I mean, not rocket launchers; <laughs> they're not that crazy. <laughs> they're genius. Um, they geniuses. are actual <laughs> rocket science. <laughs> um, you know, boats, play pens, garages. They they build these beautiful things and even the baby who's one I mean she's in on it now and she at least likes to crush them and they're just um <laughs> they're just they're really fun I also find even I I'll bring like 10 or 12 of them in my bag to a restaurant and it will provide because they can make them to kind of any shape they want so anyway magnetiles uh are heavily featured on my rotation of fun kid toys if especially if you have like an inside um an inside day and you just need something to keep them entertained Um, yeah. So those are my two favorite things for this week. My favorite thing this week is actually a very interesting little
1: story that I I think, oh yes, I told you about it earlier. I told Daphne everything earlier. (laughs) Um, happy to hear it again. So, um, is, um, this woman, so yeah, last night uh, you guys probably have heard in other podcasts that Rafa is my very, very picky eater. And last night I was thinking, I was like, I really need to find a very good book or story or experience for him to try to become a more adventurous eater because he literally just won't try things sometimes. And now we're at the point because I really try to be like, okay, everybody tells me that you need to make a rule where they need to try everything, but he'll just lick it. And then he says, I don't like it immediately. Licking is better than like not, but still. Um, So I was at a juice place this morning and this woman comes up to me and she said, is it okay if I give – I was with uh, Carmen and Rafa. Is it okay if I give your children um, some books? And I said, of course it is. And she kneeled down and started showing this book to them. And then she t- started talking to me as they're looking at the book. And she said, It's all about teaching children to try foods. And I think that, so it's called. Calametta's Kitchen and then you know after she saw that they were so excited about it she has I think she has three so she gave us two other books that she happened to have with her Um, so it's a series and they um, also do events where they um where they have like these like passports for the kids and the kids like go around and they try different foods at different stations. Um, So we have yet to go to one of those events because this happened this morning, but it was like literally divine intervention where I'm like, what else should I like beg for? And then it's going to come out of the sky. But that being said, this book, um, so I, I, on Instagram, it's called Calamara's Kitchen. Um, so this book, um, we then went to breakfast. And breakfast, you know, if we ever are all sitting together and we decide to go to a restaurant because obviously we're on the road so we can't eat in our own kitchen at home, um, We, um, it's usually kind of stressful. But we read the books to the kids the entire time as we're eating and they were like fascinated by it and they thought it was really? so funny there's like this little crocodile named Al Dente in it it's really 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 cute and then you know the more that I can try to expose him to being open to trying different things the better so anyway I, I recommend these books tremendously and you should try to um, check in with, with them because they seem like they're on to something very very good. So fun uh, Thank you guys so much for listening um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, email us mombrainpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at mombrain. And um, tell your friends. Please, please tell your friends. We have a YouTube channel now. You can see all the wildness that happens here. Nothing really is happening. We're like sometimes we take our shoes off. Sometimes we put them back on, you know, something <laughs> like that happens. I've been drinking the same coffee since eight thirty in the morning and it's still here and I'm still sipping at it. And it's like, you know, it's four twenty four PM <laughs> anyway guys until next time bye this is
0: mom brain with alaria baldwin and daphne oz mom brain is a gallery media group original production